0: and towards the exit doors. As the doorman opened the door, Mr. Killar reached into his pocket for a generous tip. Mr. Killar was already smiling in anticipation of seeing the aquafy floating in the same spot as the day before. Once he made his way through the door, his smile quickly disappeared. He kept squinting and rubbing his eyes, but his efforts did not make the aquafy reappear. A panic-stricken look came over his face, and he looked frowningly over at the doorman. Perhaps he can't tip me, the doorman thought to himself. What happened to that vessel out there, Mr. Kilar asked, in a high-pitched scream. Well, there were about seven or eight of them that left very late at night. The young lady with them waved goodbye to me. They strolled as if nothing was happening and entered their sleep vehicle. Later, one of them came running out and went inside of it. Then, sometime after that, it submerged below the water. I don't know exactly when it happened, but it was very early in the morning. I thought they were just going out for a cruise or something in the big machine and coming right back. The doorman replied nervously. Mr. Killar pulled out a bill from his pocket. Without looking at the value, he stuffed it into the doorman's hand before running back inside to the front desk. From the counter, he spotted a phone in an office. In a fury, he ran behind the counter into the office and locked the door. The hotel personnel were all startled by his actions, but because they recognized Mr. Kilar, they still exercised some caution. The hotel manager approached the door slowly and began tapping on it lightly. Mr. President, this is Alvarez Kilar, United Nations General Secretary. He began, trying to catch his breath. Yes, Mr. Killar, I know who you are, sir. Please calm down and talk to me slowly," answered the President. Sir, it seems that our visitors from other waters have entered their vessel and left," the General Secretary communicated between deep breaths. Mr. Killar, get on the ship with the captain and see if he can find out where they are. Now, before it's too late, ordered the President. Mr. Killar slammed the phone on the receiver. When he opened the door, the hotel manager and front desk staff were glaring at him. He quickly reached into his pocket and put several bills into the manager's hand, instructed him to share it with the others before making a mad dash towards the exit. He nearly tripped over the doorman who barely made it out of his way before opening the door. Mr. Killar sprinted down the walkway by the ocean. The closer he got to the captain's cruiser, the louder his voice rose as he called for the ship's captain. Phasar increased speeds to five decimals. Let's get that signal to magnify, commanded Faltor. Speeds increased to five decimals, sir, replied Phasar. We're heading in the right direction, sir. I'm slowly demagnifying the reading, and yet it's holding its own signal, Noted Troy. He's correct, sir. Even the water surges are getting more frequent, answered Qualdor as he watched the waters from the screens. Very good, we're getting closer to our home. Increase speeds to ten decimals, commanded Faltor. Ten decimals, sir, confirmed Phasar. Sir, I've completely demagnified the signal, and yet it's holding its own signal on the screen, said Troy. Troy turned around and gave Faltor a serious stare. Arad and Faltor walked up to the screen. They looked at each other and stared back again at the signal. It is holding its own magnification, sir. Magnification is down, so it must be holding its own, Arad said inquisitively while looking back and forth between Troy and Faltor. That it seems that we have to slow down because further ahead is a land formation, noticed Qualdor while watching the front viewing screens. Faltor and Arad walked quickly to the screens. They noticed that Qualdor's views were correct. The vortex is giving us a clear signal from straight ahead, yet there is a land formation in the same direction that we are heading!" exclaimed Troy in a puzzled tone. On this side of the waters is this dimension. It is impossible for them to see what extends beyond their borders. They cannot see where we came from. But in the aqua we can see what lies on both sides of the vortex. We can read the signals on the other side that will direct us back to our waters, to our time," reasoned Faltor. Perhaps this is a lesson for us, to remind us of how we once lived, how we once were, and how we live now," Sunny said in a pensive tone. As soon as she finished her statement, the systems room members looked to Faltor to continue her thought with some additional words of wisdom. As much as Faltor appreciated Sonny's insight, now was not the time to elaborate on the purpose of the long and arduous journey. Faltor stared at Troy. He took a deep breath and asked, have you any ideas on how we can generate enough power to get back home? The only way we made it through the vortex and arrived here was from the explosion of the enemy's vessel which created enough force to push the aquify ahead at speeds faster than its own. The only way to create that type of surging power is through a vacuum, Troy explained. And how do you suggest we create a vacuum, Faltor asked. Now all eyes were fixed intently on Troy. We'll create a water tornado by continuously spinning the aquify in a circular motion. While the aquafy is in the center of the tornado, we'll move it towards the top. At the very tip of this powerful maelstrom, the aquafy can control the tornado and aim it towards the vortex. With the tornado propelling the aquafy at unheard of speeds, we'll generate enough speed to... Joy stopped in the middle of his explanation to catch his breath. His chest was heaving and his pulse was racing. Perspiration had gathered around his temples and above his upper lip. Everyone stared at Troy, nearly as perspired and breathless following his incredible explanation. Dad, said Faldor, you might as well be calling it suicide as he pointed to the land formation in front of them. Feltor stared at the land formation and said, We must assume that since we came from it, we can go back through it. Without harm to ourselves. He had never seen anything before now. The crew members slowly returned to their task like members of a courageous squad awaiting instructions. Baltor looked around the room in order to make eye contact with anyone in the crew, but all were looking at the screens and monitors. He looked at Arad, who was standing beside him, but Arad held his head down. her march to his chair and sat in it. He braced himself in and began commanding. Lock yourselves in securely, was his first command. Sonny sent a message throughout the aquafide for everyone to brace themselves. Then open the rear viewing screens, he demanded. After sending the message, she opened the rear viewing screens and saw what they had all forgotten. An enormous cruiser headed in their direction. Sir, she exclaimed pointing at the rear view. Faltor turned and looked in amazement at what they had all overlooked. Intensify shields to fifth intensity, he ordered. Fifth intensity was the reply. Close all communications, he ordered. All communication levels are closed, sir, Sonny replied. Begin the circular motion and gradually build the Aquafi's speeds to their fastest, he ordered. Circular motion has begun. Speeds are 10 decimals and accelerating, replied Phasar.